Lindsay McCall here on Victory 91.5, and we are so thankful that you've come across the dial on 91.5 in Atlanta and North Georgia, or if you're listening by Victory.Radio, listening from anywhere, all 200 countries, uh, all 50 states. I mean, we've got them from everywhere, and we are so grateful. Uh, you can also download the More Music app. That's M-O-R, the More Music app, and we are your Victory 91.5, the sound of revival. And because of that, today, we have the opportunity to have a revivalist in the building. We've got Derek Snodgrass here on the air. Hello, Derek. How are you, man? Quincy, what's going on, man? How you doing? <laughs> I'm wonderful. And, you know, we've spoken a couple of times through Voice in the Kingdom, and this is our first time meeting in person. But the Lord is, uh, divine appointments are amazing. Absolutely. And, and so the opportunity to talk to you today, as I know you're in town in Dawsonville to be at Christ Fellowship for a wonderful event that's going on there, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. But one of the things we get to do at Victory that's different than most radio stations is that every hour we intentionally come to the Lord in prayer. And so I'm going to start, but what I want to do is as we pray together is I want to pray about what the Lord is doing in the earth right now. He has something for this region. He has something going on that is not superstar things anymore. It's regional moves. And so we're going to pray into that together. And then uh, we're going to get into some more music, and then we'll have plenty of time to, to share Derek's story and, and some other things as the Lord leads today. Father, we just, we just come to you humbly as willing vessels in what you're doing right now. And God, we know that no part of this is us in any way, and we don't want it to be. We want your Holy Spirit to lead, and we know that your move in the earth right now has been prophesied for hundreds of not thousands of years that that this is the time, this is the season, that we were born for such a time as this. That you're pouring out your spirit on all flesh. And there's prophecies, there's miracles, there's this as-you-go gospel that you brought when you sent your son. And we just press into that this morning as you have brought this divine appointment together to have Derek here in town from Indianapolis and me from Kentucky and all that's coming together in this moment, Lord, we know that it is not an accident. We know that you are the author and you are the finisher. And Lord, as we spend this time together, we feel your anointing, we feel your presence, and we are expectant in this time. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you. We just give you praise, God. We just thank you for your goodness and for your kindness. We just thank you, God, for this moment, God, yes, to Lord. evangelize, to spread the good news of the kingdom of God. Just thank you, God, for this radio station, Victory, God. And I just thank you that you're going to be glorified. Let mm. somebody be touched, God, whoever's listening over the airways, whatever they need, Holy Spirit. We pray right now, God, that you would anoint us, God, speak through our lips and think through our mind. Let your name only be glorified. In Jesus' name, mm. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, we're going to get into some more of the anointed worship in song because there's worship and prayer. There's worship in everything that happens. We're going to get into some of the songs right now, and then we're going to come back. We're going to get Derek to share some of his story and what the Lord's doing in his ministry and some of his books and all of that in just a moment here on Victory 91.5.
That's Alexander Pappas, and there I go again. And here we go again, right here on the Sound of Revival, and we've got revivalist and author Derek Snodgrass here with me uh, this morning, and we're going to jump into a little bit of Derek's story and whatever the Lord leads uh, and lays on his heart to share, because it's hard to do in, in little chunks to share the, share the story of how good God has been to you in your life, but I kind of want you to lay the groundwork because in a little while we're going to talk about the Supernatural Power Series too. So if that gives you some context to kind of help us hear your story and hear your heart before we get into that in a little while. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. So let's do it, brother. What do you got? <laughs> so, man, first of all, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to of be course. here, man. Excited to be here. You know, um, God is good. Just a little bit about me, and you know, you know, but the people listening may mm -hmm. not know. Like you said, just hungry, man, for God, you know, and just trying to do the will of the Lord. Been walking with the Lord, you know, for quite some time. Um, God saved, gave my life to the Lord at a young age. Baptized in the Holy Spirit, man, at 16 years old. And just on fire for God, man. And even through that time of giving my heart to Jesus, being filled with his spirit, you know, trying to do his will. You know, just like everybody, my walk with God ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a relationship with the Lord is a lot like a marriage. You know, it yes. takes work because we're married to Christ, right? Amen. So it takes a lot of um, dedication, discipline. You have to continue to date your spouse. So it's the same way with the mm -hmm. Lord. You got to continue to date the Lord. And it's spiritually what that looks like is spending time with him, Amen. right? Amen. Yes, sir. Spending time with him, being intentional in your efforts to read, to pray, to fast, to worship, you know, and all the time our flesh doesn't want to do it because, you know, you have to pay a price. And a lot of times we look at, I would say, man, you know, you don't want to look at spending time with the Lord as paying the price, but it is. And I'll explain it because it's two different sides. You know, if you are with your natural spouse, like if I'm with my wife, Latoya, I don't be like, we went out on a date. I had to pay the price to spend time with her. <laughs> right. My wife is going to be like, dude, if get you do, yourself together. If you look at it like that, don't tell her. Yeah, okay? if you look at it like that, don't tell her. Like, <laughs> we went out to go get sushi. I had to pay the price to spend time with yeah, her, you know, yeah. to get this relationship. But even in a natural marriage, marriage is work. It's, yes, not, it a, is. it's yep. not a license to have fun. It's a worker's permit, mm -hmm. you know. And so ultimately, there are sacrifices of learning each other and cultivating a relationship that's healthy, spending time, knowing what they like, learning their love language. There's a work involved with yes. any relationship. And so it is with our relationship with Christ. You know, ultimately, we have to do things that it is labor because our flesh is never going to want to make the sacrifices to spend time in the presence of God. So when we do those types of things in the natural, we feel like um, like prayer, for example, is time loss, right? But time spent in prayer is never a loss. It's an investment, right? Amen. So ultimately, you have to will your flesh. Paul said, I beat myself black and blue. I bring my flesh under subjection. Mm. So no matter how saved you are, no matter how much you love God, no matter how much you walk on, your flesh has never been saved, and your flesh is never going to be saved. You know, that's, that's the third part of us. That's the physical part of us. So you have to literally put your flesh to death, mm. you know? And ultimately, man, that's what I did on that journey and I can't say you know um, people will look at your life or look at what God is doing and be like man I want that but that is where that price comes in because it comes in with specifically disciplining yourself yes. discipline is huge it's spiritual disciplines right and ultimately to keep those things up man they're gonna have to shift from a discipline to a delight yes to where eventually 
you don't have to pray. You get to pray. Amen. You know, you don't have to fast. You get to fast. And what typically happens, man, that causes us to get to that place is that we begin to see the fruit of it. Mm-hmm. We begin to see, man, this is intimacy. Man, I understand. So I guess, Quincy, one of the important things that we got to learn is effective prayer. Yes. How to actually not just get in a place and waste time, you know, praying idly. The Bible talks about praying amiss, you know, ineffective mm-hmm. prayer. So those checklists and those I wants and yeah all yeah. Of that stuff like you you kind of begin to shift from selfish to things that you want like you're saying to actually what God wants what's yes. on his heart like leaning into him Amen. you know going into prayer without an agenda getting into the secret place to where you know there there I, I taught a sermon years ago on eight different types of prayer because in Ephesians it says pray in the spirit always using every type of prayer mm. so that you know you got the prayer of worship the prayer of agreement the prayer of intercession the prayer of binding and loosening the prayer of contemplation you know you got different types of prayers like that because you got to know what to employ right right when you are literally in a spiritual battle Mm-hmm. You know, you can't fight spiritual battles with natural means. So there's an art to spiritual warfare. There's an art to prayer, man. But eventually, man, we just have to spend time in God's presence. That's what I did, man. And I really believe everything that God's doing in my life in every facet from naturally, spiritually, relationally, um, just the doors that he's open. Number one, I'm extremely humbled and grateful. But I attribute all of that to prayer. Yeah. I attribute all of that to prayer. Yeah, and the fruit shows uh, because y- you've authored many books. You've been invited to speak at the North Georgia Revival many times and other places in the country. So so what was kind of that script flip for you? You were talking about prayer being a big thing, but, you know, you had a vision to start a church very young. And and you did the pastor thing. But, man, you, you're on fire in a different way now than then for sure. So mm-hmm. what's that flip script? Let me tell you what it is. Uh, I became desperate. Mm. And you got to get to a point where you come to the end of yourself. That's it. You know, you got to be like, we, we. they say it in the world, man, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, <laughs> you really move into a all things possible. Yeah. You know, just like somebody in a relationship. When they're abusing you and not treating you, you take it for so long, but at some point, you'd be like, I'm not taking this no more. Yeah. And you'll do an Ike Tina Turner situation. <laughs> you'll flip a table over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's like, right. I'm not going to keep letting you do this, but you got to really come to the end of yourself. I was talking to somebody my wife and we were talking about a person we had been counseling and we told them what they needed to do and they said no I'm not ready to do that Mm. but then they continuously come to us and like dude we're not going to keep counseling you because you're not taking our advice we can see what this is Mm -hmm. you can't see it and my wife said I don't know what else to do and you know what I told my wife I said she hasn't gotten tired enough yet Mm. because when she gets tired enough she'll change and it's the same thing spiritually you can go through the emotions and say oh God send a revival God pour out your spirit but you're not willing Right. Listen, you reap what you sow, and you can't withdraw from something that you haven't deposited into. It's literally like that in the realm of the Spirit. It's not that you're working for something, because we are saved by grace, by faith alone in Jesus Christ. We're justified by faith, right? So it's not our works that is going to like get us in better standing or right. better positioning right. with God. Ultimately, it your praying and fasting, it doesn't increase your spiritual worth. It increases your spiritual weight. That's it. So ultimately, like if you want to walk heavy, if you're serious about the things of God, then you will spend that time in prayer. You will spend that time in fasting, man. But for me, it got to a point where I hit a breaking point and anybody can hit that breaking point. And you don't have to wait for something to break before mm-hmm. you break. That's it. You can pray and ask the Lord, God, give me a greater hunger. Give me a greater thirst. And the truth is, Quincy, 
no matter what you accomplish in God, no matter what doors he's opened, you never get to a place where you're satisfied or content. Mm. We go from glory to glory That's to it. glory. Yes. So every level, you are hungry for more because you've seen God do it from this extent. So God, what's next? You don't just get satisfied and say, man, this is good. I like where I'm at <laughs> I'm going to sit right here. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to chill out. It's always more, man. So for me, it got to a place where I, I was uh, successful on a small level, and people were saying things like, mm. oh, man, God is using you. Oh, wow, you could preach. Oh, wow, your sermon blessed me. Oh, wow, I was inspired. And all of those things are wonderful. Yeah. But it was okay for them, but it wasn't okay for me. Because for me, I became dry. And I said, God, it has to be more than this. Yes. I feel like I'm in a triangle, and I will not do this without you the way that I know it should be done. And that's still my prayer right now. Amen. Like we, we have reached a certain level of God opening doors where we can see God's hand moving, but I'm still desperate. And I just had a conversation with my wife. I said, honey, we got to shift up. We got to shift up. Like, ultimately, we can't do what we want to accomplish in our own strength. No amount of self-effort will ever accomplish what God wants to do in this earth. Only his spirit, not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the living God. Amen, brother. Yeah. yeah one of my favorite quotes of yours that you just said a little bit ago is you said, you know, that discipline has to become a delight. Yeah. And, and you can see that in, in what you've been doing. And we're going to talk about the Supernatural Power series of books here in just a minute. Just little blurbs on both of them because I know that we could really do some deep dive in there. Really? But it's good stuff. And so, folks, I want you to stick around to hear some more from Derek and hear his heart and hear about these two books. Uh, and then we'll see where else the Lord takes this conversation. Um, loving the opportunity to have Derek here in studio. Loving to be able to share that with you yeah. this morning here on this Saturday edition of Q in the Morning on Victory 91. And we've got more coming up for you here on the Sound of Revival. Daniel Basta, break open here on Victory 91.5. And we are so grateful that you've come alongside us, no matter which way you're doing it. We've talked about all the different ways you can listen, and we're grateful for all of them. I'm Q in the morning, and I've got Derek Snodgrass in the studio with me, revivalist, author, We've talked a little bit about his story. We've got a chance to pray together, and we're catching up in between while we're worshiping together, and it's an amazing time here in the Lord. And one of the things that first connected us was your book, Supernatural Power of Tears. And so I would love for you to talk about the journey toward that one and how now the Lord has turned it into a series, including the supernatural power of fasting. And I know those are both hugely deep subjects. I know we can't go all the way in, but the journey, I think, is important. Yeah, absolutely. Quincy, so first of all, you know, the Lord really just, he birthed that in me, man. I never considered myself to even be an author. Right. You know, when God stretches you and does something, it's just totally outside of your paradigm. He just keeps doing that. Yeah, mind-blowing. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> but that's one of the ways that I know and that people who are listening can know that it's the Lord. Yes. One thing people say, well, how do you know when it's God's voice? How can you detect? How do you distinguish God's voice from your own voice? And Quincy, I already feel like we're going to run out of time because, you know, You're I'm, good. Trying Go ahead, bro. I'm trying to set the table. I'm trying to set the table table, but I'm trying to hurry at the same time. But people always say, how do you distinguish God's voice for your from your own voice, right? Yeah. Number one, when the Spirit of the Lord begins to speak to you, is most of the time an upstream, upcurrent thought. Right. So his ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So a lot of times, it's not something that you would have ever thought. If it's something that you can accomplish in your own strength, it's probably not God. Usually when it's God, it's something bigger than you because yeah. God's going to always stretch you, man. So one day when I was in prayer... Literally, I just got 
I still, and I had no agenda. I had no mm. direction. I wasn't like, God, I'm believing for you to write a, a book that's going to bless a lot of people. Please make me an author. Right. I never thought that I would write, and I never thought anybody would read anything that I wrote. Who would want to read a book from me? That is literally what I said, yeah, right? I understand. Immediately, man, in prayer, in one minute of prayer, literally that book was dropped from heaven. I would say if you could just visualize, almost like an angel walked in my room and slapped me with the book <laughs> in the spirit. And when it slapped me with the book, it was there. Yes. It was a download. Yeah. Literally in a moment, I knew every chapter. I knew what the cover was to look like. I knew what the title was. Mm. I knew the content. I never had to study for it. It was just there. Yes. And I just began to write. Mm. And and so, man, I began to write. I knew every chapter. Um, and long story short, man, God just began to fill in the pieces. You know, I said, I don't have a way to get this book out there. And everything just became came together, man. And so I'm just so grateful that that book has blessed a lot of people, man. Supernatural Power of Tears is literally a book about prayer and intercession and revival. Yes. It's about really how to turn your pain into motivation. It's really how to take your brokenness. And instead of allowing that to drive you away from the presence of God, you allow it to drive you closer to mm. God. And so, man, that's really the premise of it. And we see that when you hit that deepest place, because Really, the key to answer prayer, it's several, but of course, it's faith, and then, of course, it's desperation. Yes. And a lot of times when we, well, like we were talking about on the earlier segment, once we hit that place of desperation, yes. like you see it with Hannah, like you see it with Hezekiah, Hannah couldn't conceive a child, and she said after 10 years, she her heart broke. Mm. She went to the altar and poured her heart out and began to cry and weep to where the priest thought she was a drunken woman, but literally the next chapter, she conceived a son, mm. and you know, that's it's not a coincidence. It's because that level of intense desire, yes, brokenness, yes. passion, desperation, it got heaven's attention. And here's the deal. When you get desperate and when you get to the place where, listen, I don't have any other options. God, you're not my last resort. You're my only resort. When you get to that place, I've tried everything else. God, if you don't come through for me, it will not happen. God in heaven will come quickly. It doesn't take long. Mm -hmm. So you see it with Hannah. You see it with Nehemiah. You see it with Hezekiah. You see it with Jesus. So that's really what we talk about in that book, man. But yeah. And the perfect follow-up. A perfect follow-up, man. Was the fasting book because you get into that deep intercession. You get into the tears. And then it's like, okay, God, what's next? And what's next? Listen, yeah. the, it's like fasting and prayer. Those are those two power players. Those yes, are those sir. twins, fasting <laughs> and prayer. Listen, when the disciples tried to cast out a demon, they came to one that wouldn't move, right? And ultimately, as a father and the son, the boy is extremely vexed by a demon. They tried everything, man. And here's the deal. They weren't powerless because they had been healing the sick. They had mm -hmm. been casting the devils, and they were excited about it. They said, listen, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said, listen, don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you. Mm -hmm. It rejoice and the fact that your name is Registered, written in heaven. Yeah. And here's the deal. They come to a boy that they can't do anything with. And the father goes and takes the boy to Jesus and said, basically, Lord, the disciples couldn't do nothing with him, which is a horribly sad statement that rings mm -hmm. true in the ears of the church today. Yeah. A powerless, impotent church in many ways. And Jesus then delivers the boy. He casts out the demon and he's completely made free. And here's the premise of this book. Here's the, because fasting is a secret weapon. And like you said, when you 
couple prayer and fasting, you move into all things possible. And really, there's a third one. It's prayer, fasting, and giving, you know. Mm. And But Jesus literally says, they said, why couldn't we do what you did? And I love that, Quincy, because I got to give it to the disciples. They didn't just give up and say, well, well it was only Jesus. It, we tried. Yeah. Well, that's because Jesus did it. They had such a faith expectation because they had been getting such results, much different than the church today. Mm -hmm. Like when the church sees a certain level of miraculous, we're shocked. Yes. But they were shocked when a demon wouldn't move. When it wouldn't move. Yeah. When the demon wouldn't move, they said, this is not supposed to be like this. There's, Jesus' name is all powerful. The demons are supposed to leave. <laughs> and they took it to Jesus and said, Lord, why couldn't we do what you did? The expectation was that it should happen every time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? See, we have gotten so desensitized to that. When people say, like, it's the will of God for everybody to get delivered, then people say, I don't think everybody should be delivered. Why? Because they have tried it and they have failed. Mm -hmm. And they have formed their doctrine based off of their experience rather than forming their theology based off of the word of God. Amen. Their expectation was that everybody should get delivered and one once one didn't, they took them to Jesus. So if you pray for somebody and they're not delivered, go back to Jesus and say, Lord, why could we not do mm -hmm. what we know you would have done, done had you been here physically? Yeah, because it. if Jesus walked in this room physically, nobody would have a doubt that they he would heal all of their diseases. Why right. is that? Jesus lives in us. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit lives in us. The same spirit. Amen. Not a cheap copy. Not something that is just nope. washed up. <laughs> no Holy Spirit Jr. Not, not, no. not Holy Spirit Jr. <laughs> not something that decreased in power. Listen, God doesn't evolve, grow, or improve. He's the same as he's always mm -hmm. been. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He's all-powerful. So we're living a life that's far beneath what Christ died to give us. They take him to Jesus. They say, Lord, why could we not cast this demon out? And Jesus said, listen, he said, this kind, this is the key. He said, this kind. So number one, that's loaded because there are different kinds of demons. Mm -hmm. There are different rankings and level of spiritual principalities, powers. These are all rankings, principalities, powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Those are ranking. He said, this kind of demon will not leave except by prayer and fasting. Listen, there are some things in your life that will not release, watch this, until you fast. Mm -hmm. There are some things that you have been wrestling with a long time, and Jesus said, listen, this kind will not leave except by prayer and fasting. So that's really the premise of that book. And, and what you do in this book is you let people know that it's not just when this one comes up, you better go fast. It means you better have a lifestyle of prayer and fasting Quincy, to be in position, correct? Quincy, we are to live a fasted <laughs> lifestyle, and that yeah. is a chapter in the book. Yeah. You live a lifestyle of fasting and praying because, listen, like you said, they didn't have time at that point to say, mm -hmm. okay, well, let us go fast now. Listen, you would have to have already labored, stored up that, and be walking in that mm -hmm. so that you can be prepared for what's to come. If Noah would have waited to start for it to start raining before he built the ark, <laughs> it would have been too late. He'd have been so in it's trouble. the same principle with fasting. You have to live a lifestyle of prayer and fasting so that you could be spiritually equipped. It's again like that prayer. You have to make deposits in the realm of the spirit so you'll have something to withdraw from. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, both of those books available through your website, I'm guessing? Yeah, you can go to glorytakeover.tv. Go to yeah. glorytakeover.tv, and you can also go to Amazon. Yeah, and that is the supernatural power of tears and the supernatural power of fasting, and I think just from what you were talking about a moment ago, there's probably a third one coming about giving. Is that, is, uh, you, was know that a, you know what? You know what? Look, look, look. We can keep this thing going until the Lord returns. <laughs> Listen, you got supernatural power, but actually the third one I'm working on is supernatural power of honor. 
Ooh. Supernatural power of honor because honor is a kingdom language and it's often manipulated and yeah. abused. It's not taught mm. right. But there is something powerful. Supernatural power is released when you honor. And that's on any level. Amen. Um, Jesus went to um, uh, Nazareth, right? And, and he wanted to do miracles, right? And then ultimately the Bible says that they said, is this not Mary's son? Is this not Joseph the carpenter's son? <laughs> you know, the people were so familiar with Jesus that yeah. they didn't honor him because familiarity can be fatal. That's it. Right? So they grew up with him. This is the same Jesus that was the curious boy. This is the same Jesus that asked all the questions. This was that same annoying little boy that used to get on our nerve. This is the same <laughs> little boy who used to change his diaper. I mean, think about it in that context. Yeah. Now he's about to start a healing ministry. They don't respect him or honor him. The Bible says he couldn't do any miracles. Miracles. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. He couldn't do any miracles. Now, you think if anybody could overcome a lack of faith or belief, that shouldn't hinder or prohibit Jesus. But there is something that has to do with what you honor. You open yourself up to receive more of it. Mm. It's like a faith expectation or a release. It's not that people have to be so in faith for a miracle to happen, because I can have faith for you. Lazarus, come forth. But when you dishonor, it almost puts a wall up where you lock up yourself mm -hmm. to receive. So just imagine if you could see, I wish I had a, a pen and paper because I would draw it. Imagine power's trying to get in, but there is a gate up. There's yeah. a wall, but there's power trying to come in. You're just not open to receive it. So it's not that you're neutral. It's that you actually are saying, I dishonored this because I don't mm. believe in this. So yeah. you're not open to receive it. He went and got in the boat and went to the next town called Gennazareth. Read it in the Gospels. And the Bible says that multitudes were healed because they were not familiar with him and they honored him. It's not that they know he was the son of God. They just weren't opposed to what he was trying to do, yeah. what the spirit of the Lord was trying to do. So That's there's powerful. supernatural power and honor, man. And I'm excited even writing and I'm having fun with yeah. that right now. So yeah. we, we, you heard it here first. That's the next in the series with Derek Snodgrass, revivalist and author. We're going to uh, take an opportunity to get a little more of this anointed worship on you from Victory 91.5. We'll come back one more time with Derek and, and kind of close this out for today, for this morning. And uh, we just appreciate his obedience and the opportunity to have him here this morning. We have Elevation Worship on tap for you. Maybe a little Maverick City music if we get the time. So stick around here on The Sound of Revival. What moves his heart? That's at the bottom of everything. That's at the center of everything for us. As believers... We need to know the Father's heart, and that's even what Jesus talked about a lot. He said, I only say what I hear the Father say. I only do what I see the Father do. And the only way you see that and hear that is if you are knowing his heart and knows what moves his heart. That's from Maverick City Music here on Victory 91.5. And this is our last opportunity today on this Saturday. Brian's going to be coming in in a little bit. I'm Q in the morning. I've got Derek Snodgrass here with me, author, revivalist, and uh, just on fire man of God that took time out of, of an opportunity over at Christ Fellowship where he came over here to hang out and, and share with you. And, and uh, it, it has been a privilege and an honor, and, and I'm excited to see um, really what the Lord is going to continue to do with you, man. Uh, there's so much that you're stepping into right now that a lot of people don't even know yet that, um, that he's prophesied over you, that he's done in your life, that you and your wife are being very honoring of him in and making sure that you're taking those right steps, going after his heart like they were just singing about, man. And I'm excited for that for you. 
So as uh, we're wrapping up here today, just some final thoughts. If there's something the Lord has on your heart to share, there's always that one that needs to hear something. So, Yeah, listen, I just want to speak to those that uh, may be listening, and you may be listening to this interview and saying, oh, wow, you know, God's doing that stuff for him. He couldn't do mm. it for me. And a lot mm -hmm. of times we think that, you know, like with Abraham and Sarah, he says, you're going to be father of many nations, and I'm going to give you a promise, child. Yeah. They thought that God could do it. But he didn't think God could do it through him. And ultimately, what ends up happening is they move in the flesh and then they create an Ishmael, which is something that is a product of the flesh. Mm, Listen, point. I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this, know that not only can God do it, but God can do it through you. Yes. There, he's no respecter of persons. There's no big eyes or little U's in the kingdom. There's nothing special about Quincy. There's nothing special about Derek. No matter who you're watching on television, no matter what move of the spirit is being birthed, listen, everybody, are, they're just willing vessels. They're people yes. like you. And if you get hungry, this is what the Bible says, that those that are hungry and thirsty after righteousness, God will fill them. That is something that we all qualify for. Mm. And so the thing is, like we've talked about on this segment, the question becomes, how bad do you want it? What are you willing to sacrifice? And so I just want to encourage you, if you desire a deeper fellowship or intimacy with the Holy Spirit, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God of it. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly yes. Father give good gifts to you and pour his spirit out freely? God is not like holding himself back. God is not like, oh, I'm going to drop revival in this location. I'm going to use this person. Listen, he said, call unto me. I will answer and I will show you great and mighty works. That's you. He's talking to you. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage you, even after this broadcast, if you feel encouraged, if you feel inspired, I want you to just find a secret place. I want you to find a quiet place of prayer. It can be in the closet. It can be in your bedroom. Yes, but just shut out the distractions and lean into the presence of God. Begin to go after him, mm -hmm. and God will answer you. God will come through for Amen. you. Amen. Yeah. I think I've got a new book title for you. Uh -oh. uh, from what you were just talking about. And I've, I've made this point to a lot of people because for very many years, Derek, I was very, not ashamed, but fearful of sharing my testimony because I didn't think it was one of those testimonies. Right. So there's a supernatural power in your testimony. Oh. Everybody's story for what the Lord has done in their life Wow. It's supernatural and it powerful. That's really good. Because there's so many people like me. I got saved at five. God protected me from so much. Wow. And I've had the privilege of being able to walk with him and learn things. And I had a great foundation. But then I was able to, you know, sh shake free of, of the religious bonds yeah. just a few years ago and, yeah. and really shift my kingdom mindset. But, but none of that really means anything if you can't share it. Yeah. If the enemy's able to say, no, nah, your, your testimony, no, nah, you didn't get saved from all of that addiction. Yeah. You, you don't have a powerful test. No, no. Your, your testimony, no matter what it is, what the Lord did for you, saving us from hell. Yeah. Your testimony has power and it's going to resonate with somebody. Absolutely. And so it's I, powerful. I, I feel like there's somebody that has to hear that this morning that's thinking, but, but who am I? Like you just said, there's nothing special about me, nothing special about you. Yeah. It's the spirit that lives in us. Yeah. And so that opportunity to come and say, Lord, just help me be your mouthpiece. It don't even have to be me. You talk about my voice, and I get that compliment, and I appreciate it, and I receive it, but the Lord gave it to me yeah. for such a time as come this. Come on, come on. That's good. <laughs> and so, man, I just encourage people to share their stories. Amen. And to share their testimony because there's power in it. Quincy, is it okay if I just close out in prayer? That's exactly what I want you to do. Listen, man. here's the deal. If you're listening <laughs> to this broadcast, number one, I hope that you're ignited in your faith and your desire to go deeper in God. Listen, if you don't know Jesus, I want to encourage you to give your heart to him and just 
begin to um, ask them into your heart. Matter of fact, everybody just repeat after me if you're yes, on this Lord. line, and then we're just going to close in prayer. Say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I, I love you. you. I, I ask you. you to come into my heart. I, ask you to come I repent heart. of all sin. Of all and sin. God, I'm going after you with everything that I have. Going after you with I lay I down my life at the feet of the cross. I lay it down. I Father. pick up my cross daily. I pick it up. And I recognize you, Jesus, as Lord of my I recognize life. Recognize you as the Lord of I'll my life. I'll serve you the balance of my days. Listen, my days. if you repeated that prayer, <clears throat> number one, welcome to Amen. the family of God. And number two, I want you to get connected to a church that can bring community, that can teach the awesome anointed word of God. And I want you to begin to study the word of God on your own and begin to read and begin to pray. Yes, so spirit of the living God, we just thank you, God, for those people who even gave their life yes, and their Father. heart to you on this line today, God. And I also pray for those who are desiring the more of God. I pray right now that you would pour your spirit out, ignite their hearts, set them on fire. God, mm. to be flaming torches for you, God, and also burn up any sin, addiction, and iniquity, God. We just break every chain, every fetter, God, every demonic stronghold of the enemy, every addiction, let it be broken down in the name of yes, Jesus. Lord. Father, we just thank you that you're raising up a remnant, mm. God. A remnant is that which has escaped. It is that which is yes. left over, God. A mm. people who are untainted and uncompromised, not willing to blend yes, in Lord. with the culture and societal norms, God, but you're raising up trailblazers, those who are fearful and wonderfully made, God, who will go out unashamed, God, and declare the wonderful works of the kingdom. God, we just thank you and we give you praise, mm. we give you glory, and we give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Derek, amen. it's always a pleasure, man, and uh, I'm excited that people get to hear your heart and know that it's coming from him, and it's it's not you, it's not, not your wife or anything else, it's, it's what the Lord is doing through you. Amen. And, and I'm, I'm so blessed to get to share that with people. And, and uh, for those uh, that are getting ready to stick around on Victory, you got Brian coming in. We appreciate all of his ministry and all the Victory team. I'm Q in the morning, and I'll be back with you Monday morning, 6 o'clock. And I ex I'm so excited for what the Lord is going to do. So if you don't have a church, as Derek was just praying, and, and, and if you just accepted Christ, go to victory.radio. There's a list of underwriters that include a lot of great churches in this area here in North Georgia and Atlanta. So I encourage you to go there if you don't have another resource. But, uh, but we're grateful that you've stopped by with us. And uh, we encourage you to stick around here on the sound of revival. Victory 91.5.